Hello, and welcome to Trending Peoria. I'm your host and proud Peoria Unified alumna, Sarah Meredith, and I'm so eager to take you on this journey as we learn more about the importance of public education and the amazing work our staff do every day to ensure every student is prepared to not only meet tomorrow, but to help shape it as well. What's currently trending in Peoria Unified, the Met Professional Academy. Peoria Unified juniors and seniors have the direct benefit of attending programs while still in high school that help propel them to careers in fields of medicine, engineering, technology, bioscience, and global business. At the Met Professional Academy, students are affiliated with the CAPS Network, a nonprofit organization that supports students in professional-based learning environments. The Met prepares students to shape their future and find solutions to the biggest problems facing our community and the world. Depending on the program strand, students may be able to earn dual enrollment and get a jump start on college as well. Today we are joined by Ms. Kristen Koss, who works for Translational Genomics Research Institute, or TGen, and is one of our valued Met business partners. We are also joined by current Met student, Scarlett Vieira. Hello and welcome, Kristen. We are so excited to have you here to talk about your partnership that you have with the Met Professional Academy. To begin, can you share a little bit about yourself and your connection to Peoria Unified? Absolutely. Good morning, Sarah. Thank you for having me here. Uh, I am a former teacher of the district. I worked for the district for, gosh, 16 years, I believe. And then I'm also a parent currently of three um, gentlemen at Oakwood Elementary School. Uh, So uh, that's kind of where I started in Peoria. When I left teaching and took a position at TGen, uh, I kind of jumped at the chance when they asked if I would be part of the advisory board at the MET program. Definitely. And I know, you, like you said, you currently work for TGen, um, which is a part of the City of Hope. Can you share some, for a little bit about what TGen does and what it is for someone who may not know? Sure. We are a nonprofit research organization, uh, really catering to cancer, which are the rare cancers more specifically, pathogen genomics with our pathogen genomics unit up in Flagstaff. We also have the Center for Rare Childhood Disorders where uh, children can go when they've been on a diagnostic odyssey and they don't don't know what's going on uh, with their diagnosis. They haven't been able to receive a diagnosis after seeing 10 doctors. And so we'll take those families in. And what I love about the Center for Rare Childhood Disorders is kind of like our diamond in the desert. Uh, The children that we see, we know that their medical expenses are astronomical at this point. And so we will sequence not only the child, but both parents and any siblings all for free uh, through philanthropic dollars. That is amazing work that you all do on behalf of our community. And I know you also mentioned that you continue some of that amazing work through our Met Academy and kind of being on their advisory board there. Um, What got you interested in being on that advisory board and connecting with the Met? I just love working with students and helping them along their journey. And so when I talked to Amanda over at the Met and just reaching out to those students and how we can get them involved, it seemed like a natural fit, especially with my background in Peoria, just understanding what we do here. Uh, So uh, when they asked if I'd be willing, I've jumped at the chance to be able to share TGen as much as I possibly could. Um, So uh, with that, when we work with the students at the Met, uh, I help them find mentorship opportunities. I share with them different experiences that are possible at TGen through either the TGen's Bioscience Leadership Academy, the Helio Scholars Program. We also have academic internships um, and also 
with the mentorship, just finding the right mentor for each student through that program that you have, uh, either it be neurological, cancer, pathogen genomics, metabolic diseases, disorders. And can you share what that HELOS program is, too? I know a lot of our students have gone through it and have had a lot of success. Yeah, so we have two different programs. We have the Helios Scholars at TGen, which is a our flagship program, really. Uh, this is going to be a paid eight-week internship where you're um, boots on the ground, you're hands-on working with our scientists and mentors uh, in a variety of different areas. So if we have a position available at TGen, we are able to create an internship opportunity for those students, which is really um, just a great way to understand if this is a good career choice for me as you're going into college or as you get further into college. Uh, that's going to be for graduating seniors up through graduate school. So as long as you are a student status and an Arizona resident, uh, then you are allowed into that program due to our funder. Uh, it is a required Arizona residency, but you're at Peoria, so you have that Arizona residency already. So even if you go out of state for college and you're coming back to visit your families for the summer, you can get a paid internship for those eight weeks. That's our larger program. Our smaller program is our TGen Bioscience Leadership Academy. This is going to be a two-week intensive leadership training for high school students. So this is where we really cater to the younger population. Uh, current sophomores and juniors are able to apply for that program. And they're going to be with us full time for those two weeks in June, uh, just working with our researchers, learning how to read scientific literature, uh, all the different networking skills and soft skills that are really necessary for the job force. And then we take a couple different tours. We go up to Flagstaff to see our pathogen genomics unit. Uh, oftentimes, I try to get them over to Honor Health to the clinical trial space so they can kind of take a look at what patients are going through when they're going through a clinical trial. Uh, this past summer, we got to go to PNAP, which is a data center, to see our super computing core. Uh, that was just amazing to see the amount of tech uh, that is able to run so many different companies. So lots of really fun experiences. And at the end of that program, each student is going to receive a $1,000 scholarship. That is amazing because not only are you um, providing those students with skills that they probably wouldn't get in their everyday, even if they're participating in the Met, but then also setting them up for when they leave high school um, to be successful in college with that scholarship as well. Um, for all of our students, I know there's something different that they're looking at or looking forward to when they go into a program like the Met. To you as an educator, what are some of the best things you see our students have? leaving your partnership with, leaving those academies with? I'd say the entrepreneurial skills that they're learning through the MET program, uh, the hands-on experiences, more of real life. Um, I think those are going to be the biggest things. They do learn a lot of soft skills. They're learning a lot of that training that's on the job, where in a traditional classroom with 35, 36 students, you're not going to be able to have that. Uh, so especially with those individual mentorships that students are finding through their programming, they're going to get a much more clear, concise picture of what real world is looking like in the job force. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as you kind of said, it's a great opportunity for our students too, before they leave high school, make sure that that's what they want to do in college. And even when they're in college, you only get a small view of what that day-to-day -day of any job looks like. And so it's a great opportunity for them to see what that day-to-day -day is and see if that really works for them and it's something um, that they're excited about. And I know one of the things the Met really focuses on is identifying maybe future gaps in our workforce and trying to fill those and make sure our 
students have um, the skills they need to enter the medical field when they graduate and things like that. Um, as a community partner, why is it so important that they begin to look at that and work in some of those areas um, like the medical community for the future of, our, uh, of Arizona? There's so few individuals in medical right now. Uh, there's been a mass exodus um, through COVID. And so training those skills and getting those students ready to go uh, really sets the workforce up for success so that they have individuals that have some of the skills that are necessary, that other skills that are more intricate can be trained on the job. Um, so uh, having that, that base is really just a great way to help in the marketplace for career exploration. Mm -hmm. And if there is a student who's listening who's maybe a sophomore who hasn't qualified for the Met yet um, or just is interested in figuring out more or taking that next step into their career as a medical professional, what advice would you give them or what would you tell them to look for when they're kind of considering what courses to take next while still in high school? There's no one path. There's so many varied paths that will get you to a career that you'll be successful with. I think the one thing that I always stress to my students, high school and beyond, is that if you're not happy in what you're doing, what's the point? And so if you have to diverge from where you're at, choose a different path. I, when I bring speakers in to talk to the students at the Met, because we do uh, a lot of speakers with the Met, I always try to make sure that I have speakers that have had just such rich paths in their background that they can share with the students so the students can see, hey, I don't need to be an A-plus student to go into this field. I could have wandered a little bit, and I can still come back and find great success and happiness in my career. That's amazing. And I know um, that's one thing that I appreciate about the Met, too, kind of as you mentioned, is I feel like for a lot of these, whether it is the medical field or the engineering field or anything with computer science, there's this um, idea that you have to be very, very smart. You have to be that A-plus student all the time, um, but that there are endless opportunities for our students if that is where their passion is, that there are community partners like yourself who will come alongside and help them um, to grow and to meet those goals that they have for themselves. Um, when you're thinking about this partnership and other partnerships like you, why is it so, so important that our community partners continue to invest um, in our students and in our local schools? I really feel that without the computer community partnerships, what's the point? Like, why are we doing what we're doing in education? Why are we trying to push them forward? And so by bringing in the community partners, you're really showing a full, well-rounded approach to education and allowing those students the best um, beginnings that they can. Uh, that network that they can build with some of the professionals that come in with the community partners is really sometimes the start of great careers in the future. Mm -hmm, definitely. And I know um, I was a CTE student when I was in school here. And so some of those community partners or internships I got to have um, really were valuable for me because I figured out before I went to college that maybe being an architect wasn't the best idea for me. Um, but it, it just it allows our students to test out those different things, try new things before making maybe a huge investment in that and figuring out four years later that that's not the right fit for them. Um, when you're thinking also about these partnerships and just the work that your organization does for our community, what what is going to be kind of the next steps as you continue some of this work um, and what can some of our students look forward to if they participate in the Met? 
So I'm always working with the teaching staff at the Met to see what I can bring to the table to help them the best. So I think that's really intricate in the the partnership together is I'm not just bringing something that I think is cool. I'm bringing something that between the teacher and I we've talked about and discussed and decided that this is going to be a great avenue to help to broaden the skills of the students in the bioscience program as well as the medical. And so uh, when I'm looking at this, I want to make sure that I'm fulfilling a need in the niche of the Met as opposed to just doing something status quo that we've always done. So uh, if something's not working, I want to be able to uh, shift that and move to something that is going to be appropriate for the students uh, so that they can get the best out of the education that they're receiving. That is amazing. And I, I have one follow-up question to that. Um, in your time being a partner with the Met, what has been one of your favorite things that you've either been able to introduce to the program or um, seen the students do by the end of their work in the Met, either with that capstone project or anything in between? Uh, I would have to say I have loved the experience when they've asked me to come do some judging for some of the capstone projects at the end, just seeing the success of the students as they've worked through multiple different projects to put together one final example. Uh, but I also love going in and just talking to the students, listening to their stories, uh, hearing about um, hearing their question style change throughout the year. So they're very closed questions at the beginning, very, very quick. Um, but as you grow through the program, a lot more open-ended, which is really where we want them. Definitely. And I know you have a lot to do, um, just continuing a lot of your work with TGen. But before I let you go, is there anything else you want to share with our community or our students about the Met and all of the opportunities that it has available for them? I would say it's a great way to explore careers in general. Um, if you're not sure what you want to do and traditional school just isn't where you feel comfortable, take a leap of faith and try something different and see where you go because you just never know where that one shift could potentially change your future. That is amazing. Kristen, thank you so much for taking the time out of your morning um, to share a little bit about your partnership and then also for everything you do on behalf of our students to make sure that they are set up for success once they leave us and enter the workforce as well. Thanks for having me. Hello and welcome, Scarlett. We are so excited to have you here talking a little bit more about the Met. To begin, can you introduce yourself? Uh, yes, I'm Scarlett Vera, and I am a second-year medical student at the Met Professional Academy. Um, and my passion is within the medical field, so that's why I'm here. That is amazing, and I know there are just so many opportunities available for our students who attend the Met. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, can you give a quick high-level overview of what the per Met Professional Academy is and some of the benefits to attending that program? Yes. So for my strand specifically, um, we take a GCU course, which is a bio 201 your first year. And then your second year, you take bio 202, you take psych 102. And then we also get EKG certified um, at the end of the second year. And so I currently am taking all these classes through GCU. Um, we go through it is a rigorous course. I will say that you have to put in the work and constantly study. I'm, I'm at the Met and I'm constantly studying. We're always going over lectures or we have a lab quiz or a lab exam that we have to study for and a lecture quiz or a lecture exams, which are actually pretty challenging because um, like 
in the sense of our lab tests or exams, we get 30 seconds to answer the question and you either know it or you don't. So I constantly study. And then the atmosphere at Met is completely different than your home high school. I would say everyone is unified here and we all, um, I guess we all have a mutual respect because we we know that we are high level students completing a rigorous course compared to a normal high school. Um, we have a lot of work, like our workload is completely different than a normal high school class. And the expectation as a student here is also different since we are treated as a young adults and, you know, still, um, I guess there is that relationship of being treated as a teenager, but at the same time, because we're in this high level program, we get treated like young adults, which I, I love since it's, there's a mutual respect between your teacher and the student and it's a, it's pretty great. Yeah. And it, it also, um, it, there's just higher expectations maybe of what not only you're expected to know when it comes to those labs and the tests you need to take, um, but, and also just the way that you carry yourself as being a part of the Met Professional Academy. I know, um, outside of just your coursework, a lot of what makes the Met so special is it prepares and equips you with skills that once you leave high school, once you leave college, um, and enter into the work workforce, you have some of those professional skills, either for internships or just anything like that. Oh, yeah. We focus on professionalism. That's our second course. With You're not only taking the course that you applied for, but um, when you attend the Met Professional Academy, we also do a professionalism course. And we get graded on that. So for my strand, I have to wear scrubs um, daily. And for other strands, they can wear business casual so they could wear uh, a polo and slacks and so I really like that so it prepares me for my future and I also liked our workshop we did um we had real life mock interviews it took us I think a couple of weeks to create a cover letter and a resume and then I came dressed in a suit actually and I met the mock interviewers and yeah, it was pretty nerve wracking just because I'd never met this person before. They're one of the Mets uh, business partners and it felt like a real interview. And I think those could really help our with our real world experiences out of, out, out of high school. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, as a side note, if you had to pick one like tip for any young professional entering the workforce that you learn from this, what's one of the tips that kind of has just stuck out to you and kind of um, altered the way you think when you're working with other professionals through the Met? I guess I would say to never be afraid to speak your mind, because if you're working and collaborating with a team and you want your like the project outcome to be the best I really think that you have to communicate with one another um and so my fear when I first came into the Met was public speaking which is a part of communication um I I could talk to small groups but I never could talk to a crowd and that's what we focused on at the Met we gave um TED talks and so it was I had to prepare. I, there was a lot of stuff that went into 
just communicating. And I think communication is the biggest part of joining the workforce, because if you're not interested in what you're doing, then it won't be done to your best, like to the best of your abilities. And so I think if you can communicate your concerns, if you communicate honestly, just however you feel towards a project and towards your team, then I think you will have like a collected and well-organized project or outcome. Absolutely. And I think you bring up a really good point with that too, of any of these projects you're working on at the Met, they're only made better through a lot of the collaboration that you're able to do Um, in all of your classes. Can you share what like an average day at the Met looks like for you and your classmates? So at least for the medical strand, we usually show up to the Met, we get lectured maybe for a couple of I'd say for an hour or so, Um, then they hand out um, like our lab sheets and uh, review guides so we can review for the tests that we have coming up. Sometimes we'll do labs. We just did a blood lab um, just on how you would mix different blood types. And if the blood types weren't compatible, they would um, agglutinate with each other. So that was one of the labs that we did. Um, And then we also have time since we're since I'm a second year, I have time to do psych on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So we have the entire three hours here that I'm at Met um, that I could focus on my psych class. And then on Wednesdays is our workshop Wednesday. So all the strands can get together and we mostly focus on professionalism and just collaborating with people outside of, I guess you could say if you were in a workforce you wouldn't just work with that team that you work with every day. You would work with everyone on coming together and creating a, a project or something like that. That's amazing. Yeah. It gives you um, a lot of that, that really important um, life skills of being able to collaborate, not only with your team that you work directly with, but with uh, in the workforce, maybe other departments or um, other outside entities, which is just so much invaluable experience that really sets you up for success. Um, when you first started thinking about joining the Met in your sophomore year of high school, what was the deciding factor for you? What interested you in joining the Met? The deciding factor for me was the college credit, especially because I want to be a neurosurgeon when, when um, I'm older. So since I aspire to become a neurosurgeon, I know that, uh, education is going to be a large part of that. And so I, the college credit was there and I was also interested in just what kind of community, what was met, like the person, I think the the previous coordinator had came to my chemistry class and she gave a presentation on what the met was. And it sounded like a great community that I wanted to join or just like a, it's something that was different. It wasn't your typical high school where, you know, you have a teacher and they, they're not as involved in your education as Mets teachers are. They want you to succeed. They want you to get out of your comfort zone and do things that you didn't like. They, they knew you had those strengths, but they wanted you to realize that here at the Met, they just want you to succeed. And I think that's a big part of the community because everyone is so supportive which I really like because you don't get that at your home high school. 
Absolutely. And I think, you know, so many of our high schools offer dual enrollment programs so that you can get a leg up when it comes to going to college. Um, but I think to your point, the Met does a really incredible job of building community, of having not only these community partners who will write letters of recommendation on your behalf, um, who you can internship and get so much great world experience, but you also have alumni who come back um, and are invested in it. Plus you have the entire CAPS network that you are a part of. Um, and so you're right, it is just such a great community that surrounds the Met and helps to bring up all of the students so that they're able to reach their fullest potential. Um, you mentioned a little bit about how this is different than being at your home high school. And I know it is also different for you as a student who half your day you're at the Met and the other half of the day you're at your home high school. Can you share a little bit about what that is like either with um, just the friendships you're able to develop in that way and some of those other just benefits of going to high school from extracurriculars on? Yeah. Okay. So from my perspective as a student, from coming from a public school to like this academy, um, I would say that we have a lot of freedom. So let's say, obviously I'm going to respect my teacher and, you know, listen to her while she's lecturing, but it, it's almost like college. They treat you like college students since yes, we get lectured at, but then after we can go to a different strand and ask for help if we, if we need it, like, let's say we're doing a project and we need some, a, a perspective from a technology student. So we need perspective from a technology student. And so we can go and ask, or we can even ask the other teachers and their input on um, how our project is coming along or just get different perspectives. So like, let's say I, I want to create a presentation on white blood cells um, and I can teach one of my other students or one of my other peers um, from a different strand and ask them their input, like from a new perspective, from a person who doesn't take the same class I'm taking, can you like understand this from your perspective of not having much knowledge on that area or topic? Um, and then the friendships here are great. I think I've, since I spend so much time here, um, I really am connected with the people that I am friends with here and my group, we're all supportive. We have study groups. Um, we do this thing called whiteboarding where before our test, uh, we just write everything we know and then we just expand off of each little topic or word that is thrown on a whiteboard. And then we just all communicate. And it's just a great discussion piece that I love when I when I come at the mat. That's amazing. And, and you're exactly right, too. I think um, it really does set you up for that feel of what college is like, where you have um, a lot of that structure still, but also the freedom to go work on your labs in a self-paced way or create presentations. And I think that skill that you brought up of being able to create your presentation and then take it to someone who might not know a lot about it to just check that you're not missing anything in your, um, in the way you're presenting is just another really amazing lifelong skill. I find myself doing that anytime I have to present to it. It's good to, you don't know what others don't know. <laughs> Scarlett, when you are looking at the future, I know you are in the midst of your senior year in a time where you start a lot of the application process for colleges. What are your next steps once you graduate? 
So my next steps are, I want to go to a university. Uh, and then after that, I would like to go to medical school and hopefully become a neurosurgeon. It's still undecided just because when I get to residency, I'm not sure which path of surgery I would like more. So um, I, I definitely know that I, I would like to become a doctor when I'm older, more specifically a surgeon. I just don't know which one yet. That's amazing. Do you have an idea of what university you would like to go to or any of that? Or are you just still in the beginning stages? So my ideal university would be Duke just because I, my mentor, uh, he's a neurosurgeon and he went to Duke. But if that doesn't work out, I'm also looking at um, NAU, U of A, any in-state school in Arizona currently. That's amazing. And it's amazing too, that, you know, you have a mentor who went to that university and is able to just provide you with a lot of those connections. And, um, if Duke is where you end up going, you kind of have someone who can show you and tell you a little bit of what to expect when you get there, which, um, as someone who went to college out of state, I know that that is very, uh, important and helpful when you're kind of adjusting to a whole new place that has maybe four seasons when we're not even used to that. So that's amazing. And then I, before I let you go, I, you have a wealth of knowledge having gone through this program for a full year, you're into your second year. What are your thoughts about this program? And if there were a student that you were talking to who was on the fence about joining the Met, what would you tell them? I would tell them that the Met is a great way to expand your knowledge because I have learned so much here, not just, not even it's not about the content. I mean, yes, it is about the content. Um, Whatever field you want to go into specifically, that will help you. It'll help you there. But it's just the community that you get to, um, they have access to. Like a normal high school is not like this. And also the professionalism skills that we learned. Um, I learned how to create a, a resume and I learned just how to be professional and speak to professionals. And also when you're speaking to others to use emotional intelligence, just because it's, it's different when, you know, you're talking to a high school student and you transition to talking to, you know, a superintendent or you're talking to one of the met professional um, business partners. Um, And also I love the content here. My teacher is pretty great at, um, you know, answering questions that I have or just anything about the human body, just it all, it, it made me want to join the Met. I really believe that students here get out of their comfort zones. And even now when I have to speak in front of a group of, you know, adults or um, students, I'm not afraid to just show who I am, express how I feel about the Met and honestly, it's just a great experience. I wish you could come here and, you know, like not shadow me, but come and see what I do every day. It's such a great opportunity too, for you as a student, like you said, you've been able to grow so much. Um, and I know, especially when it's your senior year, you're reflecting on so many things. And so you can really, um, 
acknowledge all of that, but it also, I mean, it is just setting you up with such a firm foundation to be able to launch into this next phase of your life uh, and continue to do really incredible things um, and make an impact in your community as well. High school is different for everyone. And this opportunity has made me realize what I want my future to look like and how this will prepare me for success because I don't think high school, the typical high school student is ready for college because there's just so much you have to manage. And I think since we already have, since I'm already, um, ex- since I've already experienced that now, I've, I know how to manage my time. I know um, how to interact with others, um, even if they're not in my class. And I think it's just a great experience because it's so diverse here, but we all have our own um, interests and it's, it's a really great community to just experience before going to college. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think it, it sets everything up for you really well. And it's a great way to test out those things like time management and get, I mean, again, this really, really important um, experience when it comes to the medical field in particular, you're getting to do those labs. And I would imagine for some students, not for all, but it, it could maybe change what they want to do when they go to college. If they figure out, oh, maybe going down the medical route isn't for me, but bioscience is, or um, if they really, really figure out that, you know what, I kind of like a blend of maybe like biomedical engineering or all of those things. And so it gives you that opportunity to, before you even leave our doors and and enter college to have figured out some of that and not have to change your degree a handful of times. No, that is exactly what one of my peers um, realized. They were going to, I think they wanted to become an anesthesiologist and then they had their mentor was an anesthesiologist and they realized, oh, I, I don't want to go on that path because they have no time for a family. And this person valued family and uh, life outside of their career. And I thought it was great because they're still, they still want to go into the medical field, but it's just not that specific like part. And so I think it is a great experience. Like, even if you are unsure, this will give you more insight than your home high school would. Absolutely. Absolutely. Scarlett, I don't want to keep you too long because I know you have a lot of studying and a lot of work to continue to do. Um, But before I let you go, is there anything else you want to share about the Met or your experience there thus far? For a teenager, they should experience this so they don't they, they don't feel like they are, they're left stranded almost from going to high school and then going to college because you, you definitely need all these skills in life. And it's a great experience here. The Met, it does so many amazing things from the activities you do in the classroom to the lectures you receive. But I think one of the things that it does best and that you be brought up as well is that it, it really does. It just propels you into a successful career and um, everything in between. So Scarlett, again, I just want to thank you for taking the time um, to be on the podcast and you learned a new skill today as well, which is learning how to be on a podcast. Um, but I thank you. And I, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of Trending Peoria. As always, you can learn more about the programs we spoke about in this episode at peoriaunified.org slash trendingpeoria. If you liked what you heard, please rate us, leave a review, and check out our companion podcast, The Progress Report, which comes out quarterly. Trending Peoria is made possible with the support of the Peoria Unified School District's communications team, comprised of Danielle Airy, Aaron Dunsey, Jacob Stanek, Natalie Zenobiev, and our producer, David Colley, and host, Sarah Meredith.